0: Hubert walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Hubert! And he scores Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jason Olive and Doug Plaggins. Hey everyone, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Available as always each and every Wednesday at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. And we thank you very much for being on board with us today. Whether you're listening for the first time or for somewhere... 100 times maybe uh, here on Territory Talk. We thank you very much for being on board with us. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And once again, a big show coming your way. We've got some topics ahead of us that we're going to discuss and we've got Panthers all-star Jonathan Huberto joining us in just a little bit. So we'll hear that conversation coming up. Jameson, how in the heck are you? (laughs) <laughs> I think the last like
1: three or four episodes, you've got me to laugh right off the bat. Um, That's what I do.
0: It's what you do. We're here uh, to entertain.
1: Yeah, pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, still chugging along. Uh, working on you know some Twitch things still. Uh, working on some content still. Had a great chat with Dominic Toninato the other day. He's up in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, working on his man cave. Just got a house up there, so he's doing a lot of interesting things. You know, talking to some other guys here and there. Uh, you know, more Panthers prospects content. So come and talk to Alec Rahauser last week. Uh, the uh, free agent defenseman. the Panthers signed out of Bowling Green. Uh, excited to see what he does in, in the AHL uh, next year. Kind of that first season pro for him. Uh, good head on his shoulders. Nice to chat with him. So uh, the same stuff we've been doing every week. You know, talking to Panthers guys here and there. You know, players, prospects, you know, pumping out the content. And then in the downtime, you know, still like all the guys are doing, playing video games, watching Netflix, uh, re-watching Lost. Uh, almost done with the first season. That's been a really fun rewatch. haven't watched that since it, I watched it live back in, I think that was 0405 it started. So, uh, yeah. Just like everyone else, I'm sure we're all doing the same thing, but
0: just little, little different variations. Tons of content at FloridaPanthers.com and Jameson Olive right here responsible for a great deal of that. Anything you've picked up, maybe uh, any, uh, any little nuggets that, uh, that might uh, really entice someone to go over and, and check it out? Uh, nuggets, I think just the, the big nuggets is just uh, finding out what guys are doing.
1: Like we yeah. said, we've already done check-ins with uh, Mike Matheson, Mackenzie Weger Dominic Toninato. Uh, the list goes on. You know, there's going to be one every week at FloridaPanthers.com, so there's always a new guy to see what, check in and see what they're doing. Um, as far as the, the prospects, new prospect article every week, we're catching up with all those guys. Just started to do recently, we did you know, Gildan, Rauhauser, Cole Schwint, uh, the guys that have recently been signed, so we'll get into you know more of the, ten, the longer tenured prospects as we go along here as well, but uh, yeah, just I think it's just fun to peer into other people's lives and see what they're doing during this time, because uh, as far apart as we all are, as social distance as we all are, we're all coming together under the fact that we're all doing yep. the same thing. That's that's the funniest part to me, is that the farther apart we get, it seems like the more we can relate to each other. Because uh, everyone at home listening right now, everyone that's you know, on their couch right now listening to this, wherever you may be listening, uh, you're probably doing the same thing Jonathan Huberto is doing right now. You're on your couch, you're listening. Other than getting in a, an elite-level professional athlete workout during the day, I think we're all doing the same thing. We, we've all
0: probably found a routine. Yeah, yeah we all got a routine. At some point here in the in the last couple of weeks, so uh, so lots of stuff at FloridaPanthers.com. 560 The Joe, we're going to be hitting, uh, or we're going to continue to hit on a lot of the uh, big games and wins from this season, and if you're listening, the day of the release here of this uh, edition of Territory Talk, we've got a game tonight. Usually, they're every Tuesday and Thursday, but we've got one tonight on 560 The Joe Wednesday, and it's the November 30th 3 3-0 nothing win at the BB center over the Nashville Predators. Chris Dreger's first start in the National Hockey League, which wound up being his first win and his first shutout in the National Hockey League all in one night. And I was going to ask you, Jamison, you were there that night. Anything that you picked up maybe in the in the scrum, in the locker room, just just seeing the mood of Chris Drieger after he registered his first NHL shutout in his first start?
1: Uh, the disbelief was great, kind of seeing him. Uh, obviously, you work your whole life towards that moment. He finally gets it, and you kind of see his eyes grow so wide. Not only, you know, you, you dream of getting to that first start in that first NHL game. You know, he got the start, uh, and then you dream of getting the win. He got the win. But the shutout, a shutout in your first NHL start, you saw him. You Afterwards, he talked about, you know, looking up at the clock and being, you like don't mess this up, don't mess this up, don't mess this up. And obviously, uh, the defense really stepped up that night as well. Great game in front of him. Penalty kill went a perfect, you know, four for four. Uh, did a really good job making his life easier. So that was kind of the start of the great Chris Rieger story this season. Because when you look at his numbers, I think he's uh, around seven two and one is where he's sitting at right now. So that's that's fifteen points right there that Chris Rieger helped yep. the Panthers get this year. So uh, he's been a huge asset, a big call for the Panthers, and that was that was the beginning. That's where it all began.
0: Yep, that was, uh, and that's a game that we've got on five sixty to Joe tonight, and then we'll be be back to the uh, Tuesday Thursday at seven o'clock format moving forward uh, next week so you have those to uh, look forward to as well floridapanthers.com for more information jameson we always seem to touch on this each and every week the uh, i the topic of of what are we watching what are we consuming through our television sets uh this week the last dance documentary uh, featuring Michael Jordan and the, the evolution of the 90s Chicago Bulls. That debuted on ESPN back on Sunday, the first two installments of the 10-part series. And, um, you know, I, I speak for, for uh, a lot of uh, the opinions that I've seen on it. it was very, very well done, the uh, first two episodes. I loved it. I loved watching it. So um, did you watch those, Jameson? And, and, uh, and what else have you been consuming uh, through your TV set here over the last couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, kind of looking at everything I've watched throughout this quarantine so far, you know, Tiger King, like everyone else, finally finished that. Lost, like a three watching Rewatched a couple of other things. Rewatched Mad Men, a lot of other great shows. But uh, I don't think I've been as glued to the TV as I was during The Last Dance because one it just came at the perfect time and everyone was watching at the same time on social media everyone was talking about it it was really kind of a cultural thing for everyone I tuned to tune into The Last Dance the first two episodes on ESPN uh, last week so just watching that um, was just so cool just for the time capsule it was obviously the documentary itself great you know you know, getting behind the scenes access with guys like Jordan and Pippin and you know Phil Jackson and all the stories and everything's awesome and just kind of seeing that moment but seeing it now as an adult is so cool for me given the fact that, uh, you know, when it was happening live, that 97, 98 season, I must have been around nine. So I remember, obviously, as a kid, you grow up and the Bulls were everything. Even if you weren't a basketball fan, like you had a Bulls shirt or something because the Bulls were just so cool as a kid because they had Michael Jordan and that just was the world. It meant everything. I mean, you look at the the basketball video games you played. Michael Jordan, you know, had had his own basketball video game. I I played that on my Sega Game Gear. It was awesome. (laughs) Dating myself there a little bit. But so it was just kind of like fun reliving such a big thing from your childhood as an adult with like, through that lens and seeing that and it got me thinking um i i know we talked about this before the show started what would be in your opinion maybe a, a season like i said this this is kind of an all-encompassing documentary about jordan and the bulls but it mainly focuses on their their 90 i believe 97 98 season kind of going into that and all like uh, the drama surrounding it that's kind of like the main focal point the last dance what phil jackson called that season hence why you have the, the name of the show the last dance but doug is there one season in panther history you'd kind of love for them to find This kind of footage for and build a documentary around Uh, just from the the Panthers, you know, first season up until now. Is there one season in particular that you think, man, this would be really cool for a show?
0: I think you know we've obviously. Uh, the year of the rat would be awesome um, and you know there have been a lot of a lot of things done uh, on the year of the rat but I think one other another cool one would be just the expansion year going from you know the uh, the announcement of the franchise the naming of the team to the expansion draft to training camp with all these guys coming together for the first time and going through that first season where they came so close to uh, to making the playoffs and they are one of the best uh, expansion teams in the history the national hockey league and with so many guys from that team who wound up being involved with the the year of the rat and guys from that group that were such a huge part in laying the groundwork for for the for the florida panthers right out of the gate uh, i just think that that expansion year and seeing it all come together i know i've heard heard a lot of the stories and obviously uh you know working working with billy Lindsay, we you know hear a lot of the the stories from the early years it would be cool to to see a lot of that
1: well even hearing from billy when he was on here uh a couple weeks ago talking about, you know, the Roger Nielsen boat yep. story about him, you know, them going tubing, you know, losing Stu Barnes, all that stuff. I feel like the off-ice portion of that era would be really interesting. Like I said, because so many, you know, cast-offs going down to South Florida of all places, m- many guys that all, you know, for the most part, grew up in Canada or, or anywhere in the Northeast. So uh, for them to kind of, you know, just be thrown into that situation, like you said, I think would be really cool to see. Uh, sadly, no rats, though. The Year of the Rat w- was a couple seasons away. Yep. So you'd be missing that aspect. But I think, like you said, just the general kind of I think the professional, personal side of it I think would be really interesting to relive. I
0: think it would be really cool. I think, like I said, just having a a number of guys that had not played together before coming in and, and, uh, and, you know, coming that close to, uh, to making the playoffs, it would just be, it would be really cool to see how it all started right out of the gate. And it was a, you know, you look back at the timelines, it was a, a pretty quick turnaround, all things considered from the announcement of the, of the franchise to the naming of the team to actually getting on the ice. It happened pretty quickly. I love to see just some, some Mr. Tory interviews from that time yeah. too,
1: as well. I'm sure that'd be fantastic. Some Heisinga clips. I'm yeah. sure would be fantastic from back then. But uh, for me, Going along, I kind of, it kind of stands out as maybe the last dance for that. Panthers era, which would be the, the 99 2000 season. I think that would be incredible TV just given the fact that it was kind of the last last playoff appearance for those guys. For you know, you look at the, the guys who were on the team, you had Scott Mellenby still, you had Paul Laws still, you had Niedermeyer still. So, a lot of those kind of you know, in early 90s, 96 year of the Rat Panthers, you'd be in
0: the new building,
1: by you'd then. be in the new new building, but you still had so that'd be part of it, just being in the new building to yep. be part of the series. But you had a lot of those, you know, those OG Panthers there, you know, you know fighting to get back into the playoffs, that one last big run, but. But then you had Pavel Bure there in his first full season with the Panthers. Obviously, all the, the drama of the trade from Vancouver the year before. I'm sure there'd be some still lingering stuff from that there. But just to have Pavel Bure on film from that year, just lighten up the league, you know, winning uh, that, that Richard Trophy. Uh, just leading the Panthers to, you know, I think it was the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. The uh, yeah, second in the, the Southeast Division, I believe. Uh, just going to have those personalities. So you have, you know, the old guard. You'd have Paul Laws. You'd have Scott Mellon. You'd have Dieter Meyer talking about how, you know, we you know, making the playoffs we want to win, win this group. We've come close before. Because the funny thing in your head, in my mind, the year of the Rat 96 feels so far away from, you know, 2000 playoffs. Yeah. It's four years, but it feels like two different lifetimes. I mean, you go back, and what, what, what would this year's playoff be, 2020? You go back to the 2016 playoffs. That's that's the Islander series of the Panthers. Yep. That, that doesn't feel far four away. Years. So in my mind, looking back, these two eras feel a lot farther away than they actually were, but it would be kind of like the last rodeo for those guys in the playoffs, you know, thrown in there with guys like Pavel Burr and Kozlov and just, you know, just – incredible hockey players, uh, incredible personalities, interesting personalities. And also just, I think, a behind-the-scenes look at Pablo Burry, I think, be interesting for a lot of people beyond South Florida as well. So, uh, in my mind, I've already produced that entire show. I think it's great. I just I just need to find the footage. I need to find some producers. But um, I think behind the, any behind-the-scenes footage is fantastic. I and mean, we talked about, uh, you and I, offline, about um, you know when the Panthers had that camera crew come in for the end of um, the season a couple years ago when they missed the playoffs by one point. That last, I think it was two, two weeks, three weeks? It was a couple... Of weeks just there at the, the, end of the final season.
0: stretch run, yep. And the, the, and the Panthers, and every game was, you know, virtually do or die, and and, and they was, played so well in yeah. all those games. I mean, they, they ended the season on a five-game winning streak, and but to you know
1: see them going forward, to see all they're going through, and then to see, I mean, the most captivating episode was that episode at the end where they were watching on TV. You know, they knew they just missed because another team won. I think it was Columbus or someone like that won, and they knew they weren't going to get it regardless, but they still had to go out and play a game that night. And they went out and they won, and they won their final game. So uh, to have that kind of access. For any kind of Aaron Panthers history is great, but for me, ninety nine two thousand. Also, the Y two K aspect we didn't even yes. that was huge news. I'm Were sh- your computers going to be able to handle it? There could there could be a whole little segment of everyone in, in the in, in the, the the arena trying to get the computers ready just just for that. Just to make sure the video coach is making sure all their stuff's backed up for Y two K on Jan one. So that yeah, there you go. I, I think there's a lot of interesting hockey, non hockey stuff in that season. But like you said, also in, initial
0: Panthers, you can never beat that. Yeah, the expansion would be fun. All that. Uh, it, it, honestly, when you have that kind of footage and, and that kind of access, it doesn't matter what's going on. You can make a pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome product with that uh, behind the scenes access and everything like that that goes along with it. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. As promised, this week's featured guest, Jameson Jonathan Huberto, Panthers All-Star, took some time out for us. He's up in Canada right now. Yes, he is.
1: So, you know, part of the connection here, uh, it's, you know, cell phone to cell phone here, uh, Canada, America, but uh, still great to hear from him. I still think it sounds good enough. Uh, really insightful stuff from
0: him. A good 10 minute chat with, with, with the all star. Yeah. Big thanks to Jonathan Huberto for stopping by and chatting with us today. And well, let's get right into that conversation. All right. Well, first, thanks for joining us here today. And uh, first thing we've got to ask you is what have you been up to lately? How have you been and, uh, and how are you passing the time?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a long time. I think it's uh, a little boring. We I I would uh, rather be being able to, to play hockey, but, you know, that's life. And, uh, I mean, uh, not much. I think uh, just try to wake up early and, uh, you know, go for a run and have to do some, uh, you know, kind of play Xbox and uh, work on it in the afternoon, and then that's about it. I mean, there's not much really you can do, so trying to pause the time like
1: that. Hubie, at this point, you mentioned Xbox. I've talked to probably a little bit more than half the guys on the team the past couple of weeks here. It seems like there's a pretty big little group of you guys uh, playing Xbox Call of Duty right now. Kind of just take us in, into that world a little bit. Kind of how do you guys play? When do you play? Who's the best? Things like that.
2: Yeah, I think the, uh, the best player is uh, Hoffman. Uh, obviously, he's, uh, <laughs> he's pretty good. I mean, play Call of Duty, but uh, also play NHL 20, too. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I play with my buddies back home, so I think we try to mix it up, play with some- and then play with some uh, some guys at home. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, you try not to play (laughs) too much. It kind of gets a thing at at this time.
0: And a couple things on that, uh, Hubie, first. I mean, during the season, uh, you guys are seeing each other every day, all the time, multiple times a day. Uh, but, you know, not, obviously not right now in uh, in the current situation. How important is it to have that ability to go on and play video games with your teammates just to, you know, to, to be able to to chat with them, to be able to, to hang out and, and, you know, do something like that together?
2: Yeah, just, you know, like you said, it's a- you know, it's your second family. I mean, go so with them, you know, every day and uh, twice a day. You go, you know, to, to dinner with them. I mean, it's you know, you're with them all the time during uh, probably seven months, seven, eight months. So I think it's, uh, like you said, it's, it's nice to go on the Xbox. You know, we have a mic and you can talk to them. And obviously our, our group text is, uh, you know, always active uh, every day. And, you know, am kind of kidding around with all the guys. So it's, uh, that's, that's what makes it fun.
1: And Hubie, I know you're also one of the biggest Poker guys on the team uh, on the team playing uh, throughout the season. Have you found any kind of outlets there? Is there any online poker going on?
2: No, I haven't. I think uh, some of the guys are playing, but uh, not me. Uh, I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, and uh, you know, it was good. I think I like playing with the. What I like the most is you know playing on the on the plane with the guys, and you know that's about it. I think it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, interacting. I think with, with the guys, we kind of has the time on on the on the long flights, and I think you know I'm not a guy that's gonna play online.
0: And the way things have been going right now, obviously, during the uh, you know, when you guys are playing games and when you guys are practicing and everything like that every day, it's it's such a routine. And I think every athlete has his his routines in a situation like we're in right now. Has have you tried to to make a a routine kind of just to just to keep uh, mentally where you need to be?
2: Yeah, I mean it's easy to get you know off track, and at uh, the beginning you know I was waking up late and you know I, I think I can't sleep. So, but now I kind of you know it's been uh, two weeks I, can, uh, I try I told myself you know get a routine is better for your mental, and that's what I did. Now I'm waking up uh, really early, and that's uh, why I go for a run. You know fresh air, and uh, it's a little bit cold here <laughs> you know, like in Florida. But uh, oh, then, like I said, you try to make a routine out of your day because there's not much you can do, but, you know, doing my workout. Now I started doing my workout on, uh, on the application of Zoom and uh, with my trainer, so it's kind of one-on-one, and he tells me what to do. i get a couple of stuff at home, so it's, uh, it's been fun.
1: I know a couple of your uh, teammates have picked up some rollerblades already, Mackenzie Wieger, Alexander Barkov. Uh, have you picked up a, 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 pair, a pair yet? Have you been doing any rollerblading?
2: Uh, not yet, but uh, I was thinking about it. I mean, like I said, it's a little cold here, but now uh, there's no snow, so I'll probably order a pair and, uh, you know, start again. It. It's been a while I haven't rolled a bit, but, yeah, I saw all the guys, you know, doing it in their house. I mean, here at have a condo, so I'll have to go outside. Uh,
1: you talk about being home, I know, uh, it seems like probably half the guys stayed down here, half the guys went home or, or something like that. Uh, for yourself, just how nice is it to be home during, during a time like this and just be comfortable?
2: Yeah, it was, it was it was important. Obviously, my fiance was here, so I thought you know, being by myself in Florida, I'd rather you know being with her and you know, around the, you know our family's here. So it was it was good, and we're really comfortable in the in the condo. So I think she, you know, she she actually went back to work this week, so the works with their parents and uh, the service you know you open up so i think that was good for her you know to kind of go there and uh, now she left me alone at home
1: i know <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the past when we've talked to you, you've you talked about how when you go home for the summer you don't really speak a lot of english you kind of have to brush up when you get back uh have you been speaking any a, a lot of english lately or is that kind of going by the wayside now too up there
2: No, but we, I speak mostly French, you know, at home, but um, I think, you know, we have some friends that speak English, but yeah, mostly French, so I probably, probably already lost it yet. (laughs) I mean, uh, you, guys, you guys can tell me, but I mean, uh, just, I try to speak English. I mean, I have a lot of friends English people and, you know, a lot of things that I have to take care of in English, so that's, uh, that kind of helped me, you know, to keep it while um, I'm here in the summer. Hey,
0: Hubie, we had a chance to chat a couple of weeks ago uh, with, uh, in front of a, a group of our Territory members, and I know we, we discussed this, but over the last couple of weeks, any changes to your, uh, your TV viewing habits, any movies that have come up, anything like that that, uh, that you're keeping up on?
2: No, I mean, I mean, I think I'm still watching uh, Peaky Blinders. That's uh, kind of my show.
1: That's a great show.
2: And uh, and uh, yeah, that's really good. And my obviously when your girl watches it, we, have, we only have one TV, so <laughs> I gotta share. So Peaky Blinders, that's kind of my favorite right now. I, I try to stick like, with one show, you know, kind of finish it all. And uh, after I'm gonna do another one and do my research. Do
1: you have a favorite character on Peaky Blinders? There's a couple good ones.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean uh, uh yeah. I like John I think.
1: Yeah, John, John, John Boy, yeah. he's a good one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Boy. I think it's uh, a good guy. We kinda have the similar haircut so <laughs> it's...
1: it's funny how that haircut came back, the twenties haircut, everyone's got it now.
2: I know, I know, it's There's a lot of uh, actually funny, uh kinda similar haircut that I have and now he came back and you see a lot. Of- <laughs>
1: Uh, and then a- another thing I wanted to ask is, uh, we've talked to a lot of guys, like I said, everyone's got, you know, they talk about walking their dogs, you know, spending some time with their dogs, but you're one of the few guys on the team that actually has cats. And I, you posted on my Instagram a couple times, fans have seen them. Tell us a little bit about, uh, your two cats.
2: Yeah. I'm sure the guys like, like me to talk about my two cats. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny going around. I mean, it's kind of, I never had a cat before and, uh, me and my girl said, oh, I not?" that she had I had cats before, you know, ten years ago, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, shit, why not?" I thought, you know, personally, I thought cats. I mean, I didn't really like cats. I was like, you know, kind of boring. <laughs> but now that I have, now that I have cats, I mean, uh, I really like them, and uh, they're really, uh, you know, they're really good. I think They try to cuddle me every time, and they kind of, right now that I'm alone, I think I'm just you know, my two cats, and it's just been great. <laughs> what What are their names? Uh, Tio and Leo. Tio and Leo. Be, they don't, I don't think you know. the names, but
0: still. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hugh, we got to ask you too. Is as, uh, as the days go by here, uh, and you know, I know you said you're you're keeping up with the workouts every day. What's the the biggest challenge, and and what's the the key for you to mentally keep things and keep that intensity level, uh, you know, where it needs to be, so that you're you're ready to pick back up and and get back to it when that time comes.
2: Yeah, I mean, right now, we, we don't really know, you know who we're going to put, So, it's kind of kind of man, maintaining right now. Uh, you know, I think you're starting slowly. And uh, obviously, when you know a little bit more, I think we're going to know in advance. I don't think they can put us, you know, in, in a playoff game like this or this season. I think we're going to need time. And that's what we're going to take that time to kind of get back into getting shapes. And right now, I think I just uh, do a lot of cardio and kind of stay in shape and, Obviously, you know, motivation uh, it's tough, but you don't know when you're going to come back or you're going to play only next year, so I think, you yeah, but I mean, you're a player, you got to train all summer, so it would be like, you know, you don't mean the playoffs and you got to train all summer and be ready for next year.
1: And Hubie, I got to ask last one for me. Uh, everyone's kind of stuck at home right now. Have you been cooking at all? Uh, have you discovered kind of a culinary side to yourself?
2: I knew that you were asking, though, because I actually cooked last night. It was the first meal I cooked. <laughs> what would you end up uh, making? For, uh, it was uh beef it was a kind of mix of beef uh, noodles it was, order like good food it's all and it's uh it all like kind of prepared and you have to, to do it. it takes you like probably 30 40 minutes and uh yeah it was beef noodles uh bok choy uh peppers i mean kind of a mix and uh but it was really good so uh, i was happy with what i made <laughs> wow. but <laughs> me, my that does, uh, does, uh,
0: does it all. well Hubie that's uh that's it for us we thank you very much for uh for stopping by here today for taking some time for us and and uh, I don't know we we can't wait to see you soon all right thanks for having me guys thanks Hubie thank you Big thanks, Jonathan Huberto of the Panthers for joining us on Territory Talk. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Great to hear from him right there. He's been keeping up on his shows, playing a lot of uh, video games as well. And, you know, the thing I I took away from there, too, he's trying to stay in as much of a routine as he can right now.
1: Yeah, and uh, he's been one of the guys that I think um, has done a really good job, too, on, on social media, on Instagram. It seems like he adds something to his Instagram story pretty much every day every other day to kind of keep uh, us all in tune to what he's doing some funny stuff there a lot of the cats I see a lot of the cats there that's nice to see but you know from him just nice to catch up you can tell like all the other guys he's he's raring to go he wants to get back at it you know he's doing the best he can to stay in shape but uh we're all playing the waiting game it's all about patience right now the the patient panthers is what they are right now yep um, so but I one another thing the the peaky blinders I'm a big fan as well uh, nice to see we all made the connections there with the haircuts and it makes me think because those haircuts have come back the kind of shave side You know, a little heavier on the top. 20s, 20s, 30s haircuts have come back. Hoobie's got one, and a lot of the guys in the room usually have that haircut. But uh, is anything we're doing now going to look just ridiculous 20 years from now? Because I feel like we're at a pretty safe time in fashion in terms of how things are. I I don't know. Like, we're not wearing... the. You, we mentioned the last dance earlier, watching Jordan in those 90s really baggy suits. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, that, those look ridiculous now. But I think everything we're wearing is very form-fitting. I feel like we're not doing anything too wild right now. Maybe the beards, maybe like the hipster beards will we'll be out of uh, touch in, a, in 20 years from now. But I think for the most part, we're a pretty safe time in fashion.
0: Here. I think you're right. But then again, I also feel like every time in fashion has probably thought that. You're right. We're going to look ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's like you look
1: back at your parents' old photos from when they were, were dating, and it's just ridiculous.
0: And, and you see a lot of things that have come back in. Yeah. So, uh... I like those big 70s suits to
1: come back in. What were those called? Those 70s suits. What's are the big collars, bright colors. They and had a name. Leisure suits? Leisure suits. This. Leisure suits are going to come back. Why not? Maybe we can uh, arrange to, to, get, to get leisure suits. <laughs> Randy's got to know a guy. Randy Muller can hook us up. He knows a leisure
0: we'll have suit to, guy. We'll have to find. Uh, we'll have to find some good leisure suits. So we can get territory talk blazers. Like, ESPN like the style? old Monday night football ones oh, and stuff. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be nice. Get something like that. Uh, Territory talk is always presented by Baptist health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Jameson in closing any big plans for the, uh, for the coming week here. Uh, anything you, you want to watch that maybe you haven't watched for me. I, I've just been, I've been sticking to the old, you know, watching old sporting events, watching golden girls, watching Seinfeld, watching Pawn Stars. That's pretty much what I like to watch. I've been, I've been watching a lot of old basketball games. Um, NBA TV has some, some cool old games. I watched a game last night, game five, of the 84, uh, 84 playoff series between the Pistons and the Knicks, and they were playing at Joe Louis Arena, which was uh, interesting. Uh, the, that didn't happen a lot. So um, caught, caught part of that last night. But I've been watching a lot of old sporting events. Um, Sean Mania's no-hitter was on yesterday on MLB Network, and I thought of you because you had him on your fantasy baseball team that year, at that yeah. time. I remember that well. Yeah, A lot of
1: points. (laughs) Yes,
0: that was a big night for you. Speaking of classics, uh, this week
1: I'll be watching the uh, Panthers Classic Rewinds on Fox Sports Florida. Uh, On Thursday, you got Game 1 of the 96 Easter Conference Finals. And those have been awesome to see. They have been awesome. So that's Panthers-Penguins Game 1 on Thursday. Then you have Game 3 on Sunday. Uh, The first game, 7 p.m. Second game, 7.30 p.m. So those are both Panthers-Penguins from 96. Uh, Yager Lemieux versus, you know, you got got Bill Lindsay.
0: Billy has told me, you know, he's he's told me stories about those series and, and that's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to see. I just love the old broadcasts. I, I love I kind of miss the grainy broadcasts. Does, I, I, don't
1: get me not High definition's great. I love it, but every now and then it'd be fun to have like one game a season be a throwback grainy broadcast game.
0: It's interesting to think how or to, to see how different the HD looks and we didn't think anything of it at that time. No, point I love the ads too. The yeah. everything along the uh, along the boards,
1: you're looking at either companies that have updated their logos or maybe companies that don't exist anymore, but it's just kind of fun seeing that as well. The two the double logos at Center Ice, you don't see that anymore either. Yeah. That's been exciting. So, uh, and just the fans, the fans in the stands. Looking at everyone from you know '96, and you see a lot. You see a lot of '90s ishness yes. in the stands out there. It's
0: it's been uh, it's been really cool to see the old. I remember I remember when those games were were happening. Yeah, um, you know it's been it's been really cool to see. So uh, check those out on Fox Sports Florida. That's Lots what I'll be doing. Cool More ar- Panthers. archive games. Yep, watch uh, we'll watch all the old. Oh, Panthers games. NFL draft. Yes, the NFL draft coming. I'm just up. excited to see
1: that. I mean, Doug Miram. I'm a Dolphins fan. They have three first round picks. I'm sure they're going to do a good job. I trust trust the process over there uh, with the Dolphins. But uh, the first ever, at least in this generation, uh, online draft for you know something this big. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, just given the fact that you're going to have all the players spread out, all the teams spread out, you know, and how things are just connected. Are you, are you sending DMs to the commissioner saying, we want this guy, the whole system? I'm just really interested to see the technical aspect for how that all unfolds on Thursday night. I think we're all going to be glued to it because it's a, it's a live. It's so a I'm going to have event. classic Panthers. I'm going to have game one of 96, the conference finals on the TV, and then probably on the computer, the NFL draft. So yep. I'm going to have a whole little a good plan. Setup, a little I'll setup. do the
0: same thing. I'll do
1: the same thing. Probably some bagel bites. You are
0: you're (laughs) a a big bagel
1: bites fan. I'm a connoisseur. Yes. Yes. Do you have a favorite flavor? Uh, basic cheese. The pepperoni is also good. But if I go to the store, I usually get the cheese. Do they have a wide variety of flavors, or is it just they really don't? But they branched out into like mini corn dogs and stuff as well they like Mm. bagel bite like the or or what's the brand that makes Arita or whatever i don't know how you say it the brand Arita makes them. Arita, yes okay so they make them they also make the corn dogs now but for bagel bites you pretty much only ever have you have you know for the most part the cheese and the pepperoni that's
0: about it would you ever buy a bagel buy the ingredients and construct your own bagel bite uh so like customizable bagel bite 10 tennis ish year old
1: jameson already tried that out back in the day didn't it, work it, it was terrible wow i got a bagel i got like you know uh, pizza sauce seems like it would be pretty straightforward cheese, and i put it in a toaster oven and
0: it just it was it was not the same it was not the same interesting yeah now are you a french bread pizza guy
1: uh, i are those still if a thing? somebody else makes it i'll eat it but i'm not going to go through the process to make my own french bread pizza but it is delicious pizza rolls Yes, I have been eating also a lot of pizza rolls. Okay. That's my, if I don't have time to eat a full lunch day, I'll throw 12 pizza rolls in the oven and that's my lunch. Uh, frozen pizza? Tombstone. Is the pre- tombstone's but okay. preferred frozen pizza mainly because they. You, when you got Tombstone in the 90s, there used to be something in it like a baseball card or like a, some something from a cartoon. Yes. Yeah, there was t- things that came with your Tombstone. I
0: saw a tweet about this yesterday, actually. It talked about how baseball cards and snack food items have had a, a long-standing relationship. And it's true. And in the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of that. Well, because I got so many Tombstones and so many
1: gifts from Tombstone as a kid, I still buy Tombstone even though they're not giving me anything anymore. So they hooked me early. I, they got a customer for life just by giving me some, some trinkets as a kid. Last one, Lunchable Pizza. Ugh, terrible. Not into it. No. When that came out, I was really into the Lunchable Pizza. Well, you know what surprised me as well? Is I was at the store the other day, and Lunchables aren't as expensive as I thought they were. I thought they were very expensive as a kid, and they're not. So my mom, whenever she said, take this homemade meal, I'm not buying you Lunchable, she could have. She just wanted me to eat well, I think. So. Affordables. <laughs> yes, Affordables. <laughs> but uh, no, so yeah, Lunchables, uh, I usually just got the sand, the baloney, like the baloney,
0: the crackers. That's all I needed. Some cheese. Some cheese. Usually a, a sweet treat in there. Yeah, usually M&M's or something. Yep. That's all I needed. Well, maybe next week we'll come up with some more pizza variation inspired (laughs) food items and uh, we can ask Jameson if he likes those. That's it for this edition of Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Thank you very much for joining us today. Big thanks, Jonathan Huberto for stopping by. You can always tweet at us at Doug Plagans at JamesonCoop. Looking forward to hearing from everybody out there as always. If you have any questions, anything that you want to suggest for future episodes we certainly are open to hearing from you so be sure to fire those off and uh, in the meantime we will prepare for next week and we will talk to you then so again thanks for being on board with us and new material each and every wednesday floridapanthers.com slash territory talk be sure to check it out for jameson olive i'm doug Plaggins. we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening today Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow
2: FLA Panthers on Twitter.